Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson with the breakdown of the action for Friday, January 5th, where we saw the indexes fractionally higher, but off day highs. And if you talk about this week, it wasn't a great opening week, Ed, to 2024. No, it wasn't. And the bulls are trying to fight on Friday. Certainly not. Uh, certainly make a lot of progress today. I want to take a look at a few stocks that are doing reasonably well. NVIDIA, Spotify, and Pulte Group. Okay, well, we'll take a look at those three stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes for the day. The NASDAQ up less than one-tenth of a percent. Same for the Dow, while the S&P 500 was up two-tenths of a percent. Now, small caps lower on the day, down about two-tenths of a percent. So here's a look at the daily chart of the NASDAQ. We are at or below key levels, depending on the levels you're looking at and the index you're looking at, of course, Ed. And I'll <laughs> flip on over to the weekly chart here because, of course, heading into the week, we saw an incredibly strong finish to 2023 with outstanding gains in November and December and the year as a whole. So coming into 2024 with nine weeks up in a row, a down week was not out of the cards by any means. Yeah, there's probably an argument for tax selling. There's also whatever. It just it was going to happen at some point. It wasn't so much fun to see. It's so sharp at first, but there it is. Uh, on the daily, it was at the 21-day line. On the weekly, there's all sorts of things. It's coming now down to the top of this prior range from May to early uh, early December. Uh, also, and there's all, all sorts of support. You're right, going back. Uh, the, also, the 10-week line, it's only a little bit above that. And honestly, it's Friday. When we come to Monday, the 10-week line will probably be higher than where we close today unless there's a big open. Uh, you know, I'm just just eyeballing it. The 50-day line is catching up. So that would be the next level of support if, say, the S&P 500, which we'll look at, can't hold its area. Mm -hmm. So, again, this wouldn't be the worst. We're only down, say, 3 4% from, you know, the highs. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, this is a modest pullback. It, just, it was sharp to start the year. Uh, but so we could pause here. We could continue to fall a little bit. And that could all be constructive. It isn't much fun at the time. Uh, I wouldn't get too excited by little moves because, you know, sometimes you can see these little moves. And when the market is around key levels and it's around break even, when the market's up 0.4, it looks, oh, that's really exciting. And it's like, and and some leading stocks will be up 2 3%. And then it's like the market fades and it's down 0.1. All of a sudden right. those stocks have erased gains. So uh, definitely one, don't get too excited. I think wait for decisive move. Maybe the, you know, uh, I think the NASDAQ getting above the 21-day line decisively would be a positive signal, but uh, definitely in flux right here, uh, you know, um, about what we're going to be doing next. Yeah, totally agree. Maybe this needs a little bit more time to play out, uh, but we'll take our cues from how the leading stocks are acting as our primary signal. And then, of course, layering that with the broad market action. So let's take a look at the S&P 500 as well, Ed, and look at the key levels on this chart, the S&P right at that 21 day line. Yeah, so that's nice that it's holding this level. Uh, I mean, it could, doesn't mean it's going to keep holding it. Sometimes and stocks right. do that for a little bit. You can see back in July, the S&P was sort of hanging around the 21-day line for a while, right in there, and then it didn't. I mean, <laughs> it's like what it comes down to. So again, we don't know if this will be a few weeks or it could be a few months. The last two times we paused, we they were multi-month. Uh, but nice to see this. If nothing else, you'd like to see it more orderly. You didn't like to see that, again, with the NASDAQ, the 1% plus drops to start the year. It's like, whoa, that's 
you know, that's sort of a wake up call. Uh, but the but uh, I just have to see how this goes. That's it could come down to the 4600 level, which is basically the top of the prior base. I'd be if the Nasdaq undercuts, this would be sort of like the next thing you'd be looking for is maybe the S&P coming down to this level. Uh, and the 50 day line would probably be catching up to that point. Exactly. And I think between trying to get into leading stocks early on when market direction changes, coupled with, depending on your time horizon, maybe you're quick to get in or out or take profits. I think all of those different strategies, depending on what flavor speaks best to individual investors out there, can help them weather these kinds of pullbacks and not chasing or, you know, making sure you're locking in something and uh, using those different rules to help get you through these pullbacks. Let's take a look at the Dow as well, because this one seems to be holding up the best here right now, Ed, as we are seeing it. Yeah, if this, if this were the week, nobody would be complaining about anything. I mean, this was barely dipped. Uh, so really impressive. And it's interesting because, you know, Apple, you know, which down, well, that was down 5%. You know, it, it's not price weighted. It's price weighted, not cap weighted. So it didn't have a, the same impact you might have seen elsewhere. But still, the Dow is like had a sort of a nothing week uh, when everything else had some volatility. So that's impressive. Uh, you know, some of the financials are doing pretty well. Some some other energies, some other sectors are doing better that are in their health care. Uh, you know, so some of those things did well. The Dow has those kind of components. Um, but uh, it was uh, surprising, but uh, for the most part, it was generally a weak week, even though the Dow held up pretty well. Let's take a look at a couple more ETFs. So here's SMH, the chips, a tough week for the chips, down 5% on the week. IGV, what about software, the other tech area that's been in focus, down 4.6% on the week. Again, in the context of some really big weekly numbers in the weeks leading up to this. And let's go to XLI industrials down 2.2% this week, breaking a nice weekly winning streak there. And XME, this is the metals and mining ETF down 2.8% on the week as well. Let's add further context with a look at the 10 year treasury yield. So for the week, getting back above that 4% level. And let's take a look at the daily chart here. So kind of a volatile day on Friday. Uh, so which seeing that inverse correlation play out at the time that we were looking at it on IBD Live, we saw a downside reversal here, got a little bump on the stock market front here, Ed. So seeing it close higher, coinciding with stocks closing off highs. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can look, the market rally is largely because of the treasury yields coming down and, and Fed rate cuts coming into perspective. And now we've seen yields bounce back and the market is coming down. It doesn't have to happen every day. Exactly right. right. But yeah, we got above 4%. And it's probably not that bad if we hang around here, uh, you know, for a while. It's just the rate if it's rising quickly, that would probably be the real issue. Uh, and, you know, rate cut expectations are still relatively high. The data that's out this week, some was a little stronger than expected, some was weaker. But the general picture still seems to be about a moderate economy, inflation not really too much of a concern. Uh, I'm not saying everything's wonderful, but it's generally in that soft landing thing. So that's not too disturbing, but nonetheless, clear impact on, on stocks this week.
Well, thanks so much for that added color there, Ed. Let's take a look at NVIDIA finishing the week down about nine tenths of a percent. So less than 1% for the week in lighter than average volume off of lows for the week too, and finding support at a key level. Yeah, and this one did pretty well. And this also shows that a real difference between the whole chip sector, even though this right. is the largest holding, there was a lot of bad news for the chip sector, the auto sector, especially chips, but also iPhone weakness was bad for some of those. This really, that's really not NVIDIA's game. You know, it's, it's gaming chips, it's AI chips, all this stuff. So uh, definitely when we've sometimes talked about, hey, why don't you look at SMH? Well, right now, not so much. Uh, NVIDIA, nice action here, bounced off the 50-day, 10-week line, or at least the 10-week line. I don't think it didn't quite get mm -hmm. to the 50-day. Back above the 21-day, trading tightly. It's got this shallow base on right next to the top of uh, another base. Uh, despite the fact that it's consolidated all this time, it, it sort of has, you know, the RS line hasn't weakened that much, you know, where... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not at highs, but it's not given the huge run it had to begin the year. Uh, I think if it got above the 500 level, it would probably be something that would be actionable. There's sort of a, you know, sort of a trend line area. It's, it's obviously been a key area. That could be a place where people enter uh, in that situation. I, I don't know what they'll be saying. I don't think I don't think they're necessarily saying anything. But CES, which you will be you'll be attending. Yeah. A lot of news, maybe on AI. Uh, a lot of things going on. You can talk more about that, but I just want to like, that's going to be important for, for NVIDIA and a whole lot of tech stocks next week, especially since everybody's looking for uh, direction in them. Yeah, it's absolutely going to be the hot topic. Everyone's going to be talking about AI. So we'll have to see if there's any early indication about who who the winners are. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting because last year's show, uh, while that was being talked about somewhat, it really wasn't until the spring where you started seeing sort of the AI-related mania around ChatGPT and other partnerships and initiatives. So this year, I think it will be interesting. And meanwhile, we do have NVIDIA at this key psychological level. It's a round number. And not just the fact that it's a round number, but also it's been a resistance level a number of times for the stock going back to August. So I think a lot of traders are going to be trading <laughs> off of that level, you know, whether they're selling into that, buying that. We'll have to see how it shakes out. Uh, but it's definitely a, a key level to watch at a key time. And next on our list, let's take a look at Spotify because we saw some interesting technical action for this stock this week. Yeah. So on a daily chart, it sort of broke a downtrend. You know, it, it actually risen about 20%. There's a lot of stocks like this that got up to this green area. Well, that's 20 to 25% above the buy point, which was, you know, right here. Didn't decisively break out of that until November because of the market, but actually showed pretty good strength in that time. But broke out, got up there. A lot of stocks will consolidate there. And a lot of them did this time. But it found support of the 21-day line uh, on Thursday. It moved back above the 21-day there. And then on the weekly, it had rebounded from the 10-week line. So a lot of nice technical action here. The, the you know uh, the weekly you know there wasn't a lot of volume this week. That's one downside. But at least on the downside, the the volume dried up quite a bit versus that big, powerful week up. Uh, you know, so th this is a place where you could have done an early entry, or even uh, you know you know an add-on buy, or even an early entry uh, another week or so, and this could have a flat base. Right. You know, so there's a lot of things. This one's holding up quite well. I mean, a three percent gain 
when the NASDAQ is down 3%, that's really impressive uh, action. So that's definitely something to take note. RS line picked up a little bit. That's one other thing is that the stocks that were consolidating were getting creamed with their relative strength line. So one positive about a pullback is that it, if this other stock is consolidating or finding a handle, it's like they their, their RS lines won't be hurt. And anything that's moving up is going to start showing strength in the RS line, catching up where before they weren't really catching up. So that's something to be looking for is stocks that are showing that relative strength. Right. And we're seeing a nice fundamental turnaround here as well. Sales growth picking up from 3% to 11 to 12 to 15 to now at 19%. We'll have to see if Spotify can keep that up. And we're starting to see that flow over to the earnings as well. And a pretty solid earnings assessment. Of course, we're going from a negative to a positive. So the percentages get a little weird there. But uh, a turn to profitability here, Ed. And I know that's something that you take note of when you're looking at stocks. Okay, when do they turn consistently profitable? And that tends uh, to bode well for the price action. So we'll have to see if that's the case here for Spotify. Yeah, I really like it with software because they often, every, the incremental dollars are usually pretty much all there. It's, you know, when you sell a car, you're still it still costs you 90 cents to make that dollar with software. Yeah. You're making that dollar. You're making a dollar almost. Uh, so it can really spin up very quickly. Yeah. That, uh, that thesis checks out, Ed. All right. <laughs> let's take a look at PHM Pulte group, a builder, almost four weeks tight. It looks like here, uh, that's right? Out, yeah. yeah. Right around another round number, this uh, century mark here. But even if it doesn't fit the technical definition of a four weeks tight here, Ed, this is really constructive action uh, to see how tightly it's trading near highs after a strong couple of weeks here. Yeah, so really nice move. A lot of that move is because treasury yields were falling. So right. one thing we noticed that in the summer, I will just to caution is that in the summer, it, the, some of these housing stocks held up, held up, held up for a while, and then they really sold off because mm -hmm. yields came up. So there'll be a pain point. It's like, how much pain can that frog in that boiling pot take? That would be the thing. Uh, but right now, held up very well with rising mortgage rates this week. You know, And so that's just something to watch for very closely. But found support right at the 21-day line. Has that three weeks tight. You know, uh, This might be kind of, yeah, something like that You know, would be a nice place to bounce off the 21-day line. And above that little line, would be a good place for an add-on entry. I don't know about a new buy. Then mm -hmm. that's sort of, especially right now with the market being sort of shaky, seems pretty aggressive uh, with yields in flux, but that's acting well. A lot of housing stocks are acting well. In addition to, to uh, the interest rates, there's also KB Home will have um, earnings next week. So that's something to watch, you know, what they have to say. Uh, you know, just uh, as you know, that's something to pay attention to. Earnings season is gonna start picking up really at the end of next week. It's an extremely ready. I know. And on Friday we have the banks, the big banks. We have United Health. We have Delta. I was like, I couldn't, you know. So there's like uh, eight or nine interesting companies that day uh, coming up um, just to kick off. Uh, in addition to CES, just while we're going through this, there's also the J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference. Right. So, um, you know, we'll have a lot of information there. A lot of companies will pre-announce earnings. There might be some deals. 
So that will be something for the a whole number of healthcare companies could see some movement on that as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's an area that's been doing pretty good as the year kicks off, Ed. So that, absolutely. Yeah. Team's going to be watching that closely. Keep an eye on investors.com for the coverage coming out of that conference. And Ed mentioned we're going to have executive interviews at CES trying to touch on all the big key themes at the show. So folks out there may remember some of our sit down interviews from last year. So it'll be the same style this year. We're less concerned about that exact headline coming out of the show and more interested in what are going to be the big key strategic initiatives for a lot of the players who are going to be there as the year unfolds and progresses. So taking a little bit more of a, a step back and going deep with executives. And I'm really looking forward to sharing some key takeaways whenever that show wraps. So that is it for this week, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. And the team will be back on Monday with more starting with IBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. I'll be in Vegas through Wednesday. So you'll see me again on Thursday, everyone. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll see you back here next week. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.